In today's episode, we're going to be reading the speech from uh, Bernard of Clairvaux, um, or Saint Bernard, as he is also known. Uh, he, he lived in 1091 to um, 1153 and was a well-known figure uh, in his day and age. He specifically was very well known um, in his connections to the Crusades. Um, the, the story of the Crusades are that they launched, I mean, obviously they, they launched the first crusade and there was many crusades um, in the, with the goal to take the Holy Land and Jerusalem and bring Christianity to those regions. And it was very much led by the key figures of the church, popes and also kings that were a part of this. Um, one of the issues was is there wasn't much excitement from the public for, for you know, multiple crusades, particularly after the first one. The first crusade had much success and they managed to take Jerusalem. Um, however, after a little while, they uh, started to lose territory and this enraged the leaders of the time um you know the popes and the pope and and the various uh, kings so a second crusade was was wanted um from the higher ups however like i said that the people were the ones that weren't um interested in such a thing and it was almost entirely thrown on his shoulders bernard's shoulders to try to stimulate uh, a change in attitude towards this crusade the second crusade and um, a large crowd was gathered and you know it was a chance for him to give his speech and he brought all sorts of things along um, crosses and the things like that uh, as imagery um, but the following speech is said to turn the tide in what was to create the enthusiasm for another crusade so without further ado, I'll get into it. You cannot but know that we live in a period of chastisement and ruin. The enemy of mankind has caused the breath of corruption to fly over all regions. We behold nothing but unpunished wickedness. The laws of men or the laws of religion have no longer sufficient power to check depravity of manners and the triumph of the wicked. The demon of heresy has taken possession of the chair of truth, and God has sent forth his malediction upon sanctuary. O ye who listen to me, hasten then to appease the anger of heaven, but no longer implore his goodness by vain complaints. Clothe not yourselves in sackcloth, but cover yourselves with your impenetrable bucklers, the din of arms, the dangers, the labours, the fatigues of war, the penances that God now imposes upon you. Hasten then to expiate your sins by victories over the infidels and let the deliverance of holy places be the reward of your repentance. If it were announced to you that the enemy had invaded your cities, your castles, your lands, had ravaged your wives and your daughters, and profaned your temples, which among you would not fly to arms? Well, then, all these calamities, and calamities still greater, have fallen upon your brethren, upon the family of Jesus Christ, which is yours." 
Why do you hesitate to repair so many evils, to revenge so many outrages? Will you allow the infidels to contemplate in peace the ravages they have committed on Christian people? Remembering that their triumph will be a subject for grief to all ages and an eternal opprobrium upon the generation that has endured it? Yes, the living God has charged me to announce to you that he will punish them who shall not have defended him against his enemies. Fly then to arms. Let a holy rage animate you in the fight. And let Christian world resound with these words of the prophet. Cursed be he who does not stain his sword with blood. If the Lord calls you to the defense of his heritage, think not that his hand has lost its power. Could he not send 12 legions of angels or breathe one word and all his enemies would crumble away into dust? But God has considered the sons of men to open for them the road to his mercy. His goodness has caused to dawn for you a day of safety by calling on you to avenge his glory and his name. Christian warriors, he who gave his life for you today demands yours in return. There are combats worthy of you, combats in which it is glorious to conquer and advantageous to die. Illustrious knights, generous defenders of the cross, remember the examples of your fathers who conquered Jerusalem and whose names are inscribed in heaven. Abandon then the things that perish, to gather unfading palms and conquer a kingdom which has no end. And speech. Um, that's a pretty rousing speech. He he's really, um, really gives it a zing, you know, in everything that he does there. I, I do find it really fascinating, you know, the the amount, the um, what he tries to connect this war to. Um, it's interesting that Christianity started with Jesus Christ, whose message was love thy neighbor, turn the other cheek, um, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, he who has sinned, cast the first stone, all these amazing doctrines. Um, and yet St. Bernard, his message is, you know, Jesus has died for you, so now it's your turn to die for him. But the interesting thing is it's the it's the dying, the killing of other people that's included in that, um, which is not something that Jesus of Nazareth ever ever spoke about. So it's it's a fascinating that he's tying it to, to Christ's message, but it's not it there's no um it's not tying it to any of Christ's teachings, you know, so to speak, in, in this. Um, but by inside doing that, what has he done? He's created a an army who who believe in an, an afterlife and who want to return and and get you know go to heaven. Um, and he has created an environment where if they do th if they do this war, you know, if they should die. Well, well, what was his lines? Um, Abandon the things that perish to gather unfading palms and conquer a kingdom which has no end. In other words, he said, if you die, you're going to heaven. 
go seek after heaven and the way you're going to get it and how you're going to get the removal of all your sins and how you're going to overcome this gulf between you and perfection. It's going to be done by taking of these territories through the force of arms. And you can imagine that the appeal of that from um, from a group of believers, believers could be extraordinarily powerful. And it was on the back of this that they went out, um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what you how you want to look at it, it was not a success. Um, it, th this speech was a success, but the Crusades, the Second Crusade was not a success. It was, it was a lot of failure in that. However, the speech of St. Bernard uh, was said that it was so successful that at the end of his speech that the people, there wasn't enough materials for the amount of people um, to push, to, to, to be able to supply the people who wanted to join this cause. He had created an eternal cause um, which is something that you cannot, you cannot create with just giving money. You cannot create with just offering um, temporal things. The cause supersedes all of it. And because they were all bought in, whether or not what he was saying was in line with Christianity, it didn't seem to matter because it, the cause was connected you know, even though his words might not have been connected to Christianity, you know, doctrinally speaking, the cause was connected to Christianity in that let's, let's spread Christianity. Um, anyway, however we want to look at it, the speech itself, itself was a huge success. And I think we can learn a lot from these words. Um, until next time, guys, I hope you enjoy. I can't wait to share some more with you next time.